Hello, everyone. That, that sounded fine oh. on my end. What's up? I just... I was like a full second before you guys. Oh. Sup? 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 I'm posturing. I'm posturing. I gotta look like I'm ready to fight. No, you're not saying it. It's a question, a rhetorical one, and only you know the answer. Sup? Sup? <laughs> Alright, now give him the forced Whitaker eye. Andrew, you gotta watch more community, man. <laughs> you gotta watch more. Oh, we were just getting Jeff ready for the fight. <laughs> Couldn't think of another word. <laughs> what he meant to say is that we're getting me ready for the fight. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, we're already breaking down. This is episode 402 of the Quarantine Cast, uh, November 23rd, 2021. Episode 403 or 402. Oh. It's 402, right? Oh, God, it is yeah. 402. God, I'm, it's 402. Yeah. Well, I'm this is episode 402, which th that error code is payment required. So, you, so pay up and donate to our Patreon. Yeah. This is going to be the money episode. If you listen to this one, you are morally obligated to send some money our way, either through the Anchor Podcast platform or our Patreon. Here's the thing. You better start donating, and on a regular basis, specifically to the Quarantine Cast, because this thing's going to be going for a long time, and we've got lots of good content planned for you on this podcast, the Quarantine Cast. We've heard you clamoring for it, and we're finally going to get around to playing Honey Pop 2 for all of you to enjoy on the Quarantine Cast. Has there ever been a less requested thing? Like, where two of the three people doing the thing don't want to yeah. do it, yeah. uh, and not a single person has ever once requested that we do <laughs> there, it. There is one person on the face of the earth that wants this podcast to do Honey Pop 2. And it's you, Lucas. <laughs> there is not a single other person out of over 7 billion people that want that. I don't even know if I want to do it anymore. I think it's just <laughs> K-Fab and keeping a me the joke going. Because, like... I'm trapped in my character, you guys. <laughs> help. You gotta, you gotta help me out. <laughs> that game's not even the best Honey Pop. These... These walls that I've constructed to protect myself from my character are becoming confining, and now I I fear I may never escape. Guys, help me improv my way back to my true self. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I have a theme for this one. I'm I'm a little scatterbrained today, as has been payment made required already. Oh, payment required. Um Yeah, money. Money, baby. What's going on Who with needs money? It? Who needs it? Yeah. Money. Yeah. Money is it good, it good for? for? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Say it again. So like, you know how it's becoming kind of more commonplace to be able to buy stuff with uh, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin especially? Sure, but also this sounds like the intro to your type five. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you no, ever notice how no. it's pretty easy to buy stuff with Bitcoin nowadays? 
Well, right, I got a, a point line. to make about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I did that, and it turned out a slice of pizza cost me $45,000. It was an okay pizza. I would have paid thirty-five dollars for it, but forty-five? dollars I don't think so. My larger point here being that, like, do you guys think that the volatility of cryptocurrency is, is a double-edged sword in that it's what's gotten a lot of people interested in it so far, thinking they can invest in it, but will prevent it from ever being adopted as a genuine currency? Yeah. Sure. No, that yeah. Crypto at this point is obviously, yeah, just it will never be adopted as an actual form of legitimate currency that can be used to like trade goods and services for. Mm-hmm. It's it's 100% just an investment. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Ba- back when like the NFT boom started happening and, and crypto was pretty big at that same time, just because like blockchain bros started to develop, um, everyone always said, including us on the podcast, that, like, what makes money money is just do people accept it? Do they accept it as money? And and if they do, it's money. And then so people said, well, crypto is exactly the same way. If we all decide as a society this is an acceptable form of money, then it's money and there's nothing that you can do about it. Except society decided that it wasn't. <laughs> people did not adopt it and consider it an actual form of currency. So it's not money. It's an investment. Mm-hmm. Any anything that is worth money can be money, but yeah, yeah. it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, no, yeah, I, I mean that was the first. In order to get Bitcoin some legitimacy, yeah, the first ever purchase was literally a pizza. I'm sh- I don't know if you were aware of that, like right. how on the nose you made your <laughs> reference, but yeah, it was something like forty thousand bitcoins for a single pizza. Mm-hmm. Was the <laughs> which was the deal? Fuck. Yeah, no, exactly. Nowadays, it's like, damn, I hope whoever sold that pizza held on to those because, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, because like a single Bitcoin now. is $57,622 currently. Yeah. Which, yeah, billions, billions of dollars on that pizza. Yeah. I think I've said it before that I remember... Um, in the early days of Reddit, like when I was on Reddit, it wasn't the early days of Reddit, I guess to be fair. My early days of Reddit, people would tip people Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Like that was like instead of giving Reddit gold or bullshit like that, they would just, hey, Bitcoin tip bot, give this guy a Bitcoin. And it was like a joke because it was mm-hmm. worth like $1. But now it's <laughs> another level entirely. And if you kept a hold of those... You are very wealthy. Do you think that fan that uh, Mike Evans tossed Tom Brady's like record-breaking football to, and then Tom Brady had to give him a Bitcoin to get it back? <laughs> um, do you think he knows what to do with it? <laughs> do you think he has depending any idea the, what that shit is? Depending on the wallet service that he uses, like yeah, there could be huge repercussions on like the percentage that cut that the service takes from selling it. Like if mm-hmm. he's using Coinbase, I think that's 5%. Mm, so damn. yeah, you can be talking literally losing a thousand dollars based on uh, which service you use. But you know, um, Tom Brady's got a bunch of crypto. Yeah. I, oh, without a doubt. 
I mean, Tom, Tom Brady is on the crypto.com yeah. commercials along with Matt Damon. <laughs> Tom Brady is one of the faces of crypto now, apparently. Mm. So Okay, crypto.com is not. Crypto.com is like the astroturf yeah, face I, of crypto, uh, but it's not. I get that, but most people <laughs> don't even know what crypto is. I mean, we, we did a whole meme about it. I... No, guys. Yeah, Tom, Tom Brady is in the does not know what cryptocurrency is, invests in cryptocurrency. <laughs> like, that's queer. No, you guys misunderstand. Cryptocurrency, definitely the most popular kind of crypto, but crypto.com is about all things crypto. You got cryptids on there, <laughs> you got crypto fascists. Uh, they make up a bigger part of it than you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all things crypto. Not a crossover. Yeah. Nobody's a surprising amount of crossover crypto. between the different levels crypto fascists and just people who love cryptocurrency <laughs> is there like a meme like a shit coin that's called like cryptid currency and it's just like bigfoot in the loch ness monster as nfts or whatever the incredibly deadly viper what the hell is that <laughs> Who gets that reference? It sounds familiar, but I forget what it's from. Comment below. Yeah, it's from a series of unfortunate events. Oh. The second book, The Reptile Room. Yeah. Uncle Monty mm-hmm. is a cryptozoographer. Yeah. And he, he tracks down cryptids. That was that was the only reason I know what a cryptid is, is yeah. because of that book. And he found a snake called the Incredibly Deadly Viper. Mm-hmm. But he named it the Incredibly Deadly Viper and that the snake's harmless it doesn't no, yeah. have any venom it's at a, all it's just it's more like a dog than a snake like it's a a fun pet that yeah. loves everyone <laughs> it's very chill very chill snake yeah and that's how they end up finding out that count olaf poisoned him because mm-hmm. count olaf was pretending to be uncle monty's assistant and then uh, uncle monty was found with uh like two injection sites on his neck and you know, Count Olaf as assistants like, oh no, the incredibly deadly viper got to him. And then the kids prove that like, no, the incredibly deadly viper is a chill snake that everyone loves. And so then they're like, oh wait, you are Count Olaf. Turns out these kids are right for the second time. I do. And then throughout the progressive books, they keep being right over and right. over that it is Count Olaf in disguise and not whoever he's currently in disguise as. I do love that as the books go on, like, he gets worse at disguises, I think. Yeah, he stops like, caring. And, like, the kids are like almost, well, because they're more practiced, for one thing, but, yeah, also because it gets worse. That they're like, no, yeah, this is just Count Olaf, everyone. And then they're like, what? No, this is, uh, you're a substitute teacher. You're fine. Yeah. The kids get exasperated. At a certain point and stop even really trying to expose him. Like, they're just kind of like, all right, everyone's going to believe him. So we got to figure out our own way to try to murder him, basically. Did a series of unfortunate events prime me to be an anachro-socialist? Because the more I think about it, like, huh, there's a lot of, boy, systemic failures of power and greed driving terrible people that, uh, huh. Maybe this informed more of my values than I thought it did. So, um, as this podcast is coming somewhat <laughs> closer to its end, I, I think, as, as a series, I think it's important to look back at Lucas's oh, character no. arc 
from a very short period of time moving from a hardline central democrat to an anacro socialist which is not the correct pronunciation it's an anarcho socialist yeah an- anarcho an anacro socialist a socialist who doesn't know what time period he's <laughs> Yeah. No, look, a healthy distrust of authority definitely yeah. in, instituted from uh, from that book. Hmm. But yeah, no, Lucas's character has definitely been flanderized quite a bit from <laughs> the origin of this podcast. I didly the hope. trait has been exaggerated. Cops only exist to protect the rich and powerful. Oakley-doakley. Most central Democrats should probably be able to recognize that. Whether or not they think it's a good or a bad thing, that is just literally what they are there for. They are not there to protect people who, are, who don't have rights. They are there to protect the people that are already in a position of power and comfortable mm-hmm. and have their rights given to them, are not disenfranchised. No. But what can you do? You know? Overthrow the government and replace it with something more sustainable. <laughs> no one's ever tried that before. I... It never just ends up being the exact same system, but worse. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do it better this time. We'll... Uh... Huh. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of Hamilton is, that they don't really talk about, is that Thomas Jefferson was like this fervent uh, uh, enemy of the federal government who thought that like it should be more of like a loose coalition of states than like an actual central power that governs like for the country. Uh, and then the minute he became president, he was like, oh, I get it now. And like just <laughs> totally was like, yeah, yeah, no, this all makes sense. Now I get it. Now that I'm the president of the <laughs> central power, I'm like, oh. Yeah, kind of fuck the states. They shouldn't be able to <laughs> have much say anymore. That's kind of, that's more our game, isn't it? So, you know, hmm. for every Vladimir Lenin, there's a Fidel Castro. There's 10 Fidel Castros. <sighs> no. What can you do? I mean, kind of fuck the states, like a little bit, like a lot of it, maybe. I mean, look, it depends. When Trump was in power, we certainly weren't saying fuck the states. (laughs) I feel like that's the general vibe is like, fuck the states when they're going against my ideology. Like, yeah, states are cool when they're rebelling against the guy I don't like. Yeah. But I mean, California is cool when it, it says "fuck Trump," and it's but Alabama's lame the, when it says "fuck Biden." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the same thing as like, you know, you can reverse that to the federal government is good and strong, and it should be strong when my guy's in charge, and when my guy isn't in charge, ooh, centralized power—it's bad. Yeah, get rid of the filibuster. It's awful. It like completely stops all progress. Also, though, we do like to filibuster when Republicans are in power and able to pass legislation. I, it's like, I don't know. Maybe that's what's so 
frustrating about American politics specifically. It's we are set up in some ways, and especially at the start, uh, we were better poised than a lot of other nations to be better, I guess. But then, no, we're a deeply conservative, maybe even Christian fundamentalist nation that, oh shit, we had a means to do great stuff, but we've just squandered it perpetually because we suck. I mean, we still do. We're still the richest country in the world. That's like, fair. China's not there yet. Like, <laughs> we're literally still the richest country in the world. At any moment, we could just wake up and stop being stupid. Yeah. But we all know that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's the line from the most recent succession where Tom is talking to Kendall. And he's like, look, I've, <laughs> I've been around for a while. I've seen you get fucked a lot. I've never seen him get fucked once. Like, at a certain point, you got to be like, ah. No, this is just going to continue, isn't it? No. But, you know, the great experiment. I, I picture us as the the three small kids debating whatever Fortnite thing in that YouTube video. <laughs> but it's, so, like... Has the American experiment failed? <laughs> it's just three 12-year-olds yeah. around the couch. What What was the original caption? Like, what is was Fortnite the... I think it was overrated. like Fortnite. It was something about Fortnite. Yeah, it was yeah. Fortnite uh, overrated. Which, like, yeah. I get it. Like, it's kids doing anything. Kind of cringe. But also, good for them, I guess. Applying critical thinking skills to a piece of media. Like, you know what? I watched Good. a video that I made when I was 12 yesterday or yesterday night oh. and it was uh, called the outdoor channel and it was me walking around with a camera just pretending to do a nature documentary in oh, my yeah. backyard and it was all just fake like I was just spouting bullshit at one point I think I called the the Latin name for string algae was pinus coniferous or something like just because <laughs> I had just been talking about pine trees so I was just like and that means uh green string like in latin or you know just literally lying for <laughs> 10 minutes and then the video cut off because i didn't realize that the camera only recorded in 10 minute spurts nah and that was the end i mean so yeah three friends sitting around debating a an actual topic it's definitely better content than i was putting out there i wonder if that video is still up social media what video? Is Fortnite overrated? Yeah. Do you want to watch it? I think it was long, right? Uh, no, it looks like it... Okay, if I'm watching the legitimate one, it which it looks like it is, by Junior Studios, put out in 2019, that seems about right. Yeah, um, I think this is it. Is Fortnite actually overrated? 1.2 million views. 1.2 million views. Good for is them. It? Four-minute video. A lot of likes. Right? They, and they look younger than 12. They look like 10. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. I don't know if this is the... We, we, we got like the, the moderator in the middle. <laughs> I do not think that this is the official channel. I think this is a meme channel that has re-uploaded it. Uh. Yeah, 100%. I, I see the actual creator creating a cringy mm. guitar video. So, yeah, this is a re-upload. 
Boo. I don't know. Like, I'm seeing other stuff from Junior Studios, and it's all the same people, like, those same kids talking about the video. Like, our video has a million likes? On Junior Studios? Yeah. And then my opinions on the is Fortnite actually overrated meme from, like, a year later. I mean, unless this is the same kid, I don't know. When was that video put out? Because then I feel bad. No, this is from 2019. This meme's from before 2019. Really? I don't. I don't and I'm looking at the three kids, reason? and the, the guy is posting his face, and he's a he looks like 18 or 19, maybe even older. Like is Fortnite overrated him, meme. Is Fortnite actually overrated? Know your meme. Game Studio. No, year 2019. I mean, did he just get his, like, little cousins to film it? Yeah, it says it's from Junior Studios. I That might be the video. It might be legit. I think... I, I see the guy who runs the channel, and he's not that age. Like, he's significantly older than the three kids. Oh, yeah, I'll, you can look at... Uh, what's it called? A video he released nine months ago, Anthony Fantineau Canopy Demos Album Review. I found one, a book review, The Giver. It's a book review of The Giver from nine months ago. And like, it's a different guy, but it's definitely still the same kid from the his Fortnite actually overrated video. So I think it's, yeah, like maybe one older teenager and then like his brothers or his cousins that he sometimes has in videos. Yeah, because I see one, are hotels actually overrated? And there's like five of them on it mm -hmm. mm. So yeah no it's this is it it's it wasn't a re-upload it's just the guy that runs the channel is not the guy from that video specifically ah he just like scripted it and hired three like actual young actors <laughs> and they're just literally yeah, no, like, it was an industry plant he uh, yeah. it was an inorganic meme it was a manufactured Jimmy. meme Jimmy Kimmel's gonna reveal on his show that he'll just like step off from off camera and be like, hey, I made this. It's fake. Some of you may recognize this somewhat popular meme from 20 months ago. It was me. I did it. I did it, Barry. I jerked you off at supersonic speeds. I. I think we have to end the 402nd episode of the Quarantine Cast with that, with that meme reference. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok for highlight clips. Mention it at the top. But please support us on Patreon or through the Anchor Podcast platform, and or support a collection of great causes using the Act Blue link in the description. Questions and business opportunities can go to volunteerviewing at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter for updates at V2 underscore podcast and follow me at Lucas Ryder on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing. Good luck with Thanksgiving week, everyone. If it's anything like mine, you're trying to pack five days worth of work into like maybe two. Good luck with that. I know I need it. <laughs>